0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church celebrates the great feast of the Holy Trinity, in which we as Catholics believe in one God and yet three persons of God, all equal in power, grandeur, and majesty. Now, I can't help but remember a story about St. Augustine. In fact, St. Augustine wrote the very first book on the Holy Trinity called De Trinitat. He wrote it in the 4th century, and it was one of the first theological writings about the Holy Trinity. And so, St. Augustine, he lived in Hippo, which is in present-day Libya. Now, Hippo was on the northern coast of Africa, and so it was common for St. Augustine to walk the beach. On such a day, he was walking the beach and he was contemplating the Holy Trinity. As he was walking the beach, he noticed a boy off in the distance on the beach playing. The boy was digging a hole in the beach. And then when he finished, he grabbed his pail and ran into the ocean. He filled the pail up with water and then he ran back to the hole. And he poured the entire contents of the water into the hole and then raced back into the ocean filled the pail up again, and raced back to the hole and poured all the water into the hole again and continued to do that back and forth, back and forth. And so that piqued St. Augustine's curiosity. So St. Augustine approached the boy and he said, My son, what are you doing? And the boy said to St. Augustine, Sir, I'm going to empty the ocean into this hole. Well, St. Augustine, upon hearing this, said, My son, do you realize how vast and how large the ocean is? It'll take forever. Well, the young boy looked at St. Augustine, and he said, Sir, I will empty the ocean into this hole long before you will be able to fully understand the Holy Trinity. And with that, the little boy disappeared. Now, the Holy Trinity, yes, it is a mystery. It's something that we can't fully grasp because it's essentially the feast of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We can't wrap our arms around God. Why? Well, because we're finite creatures. There's only so much we can take in and understand about the world, math, science, technology, especially about God. God is infinite. There is no beginning or end with God. That's why Jesus refers to himself as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. But should we get discouraged? No, not at all. Herein lies the beauty and the heart of the mystery of God that we celebrate today and every day of our life. God is constantly revealing himself to us. He's constantly manifesting himself to us in so many ways. For the express purpose of us being drawn into that communitarian love, between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is why our church asks us this weekend to take some time out to pray and reflect upon this beautiful feast of the Holy Trinity. And in doing so, we open ourselves up to grow in a greater love and wisdom of the Trinity. Now, this is important for us to do, because the Holy Trinity really is one of the central tenets of our faith. It's a feast about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so it's important for us to study it, pray over it, and grow in our love for the Holy Trinity. Now, what I'd like to do is turn to St. Thomas Aquinas for his help. Help to understand and grow in our love for the Trinity. St. Thomas Aquinas gives us a great theological treatise. He says that the Holy Trinity can be thought of in terms of the one as well as the many. Aquinas noted in God there is a oneness in terms of God, and that is God's divinity. All three persons of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they share one common thing their divineness, their godliness. And yet, Aquinas would also argue there is a manyness. Associated with the Holy Trinity. All three persons of the Holy Trinity are separate and distinct from each other, as well as the roles that they play in salvation history. Each person of the Holy Trinity plays a separate and distinct role in salvation history from the very beginning of time. Let me elaborate on this further to help us understand what Thomas Aquinas is trying to teach us. Take ourselves, for example. There is one common thread woven through all of us, one common denominator that we all share, and that is humanity. We are all human beings. Regardless of race, creed, color, ethnic background, no matter where you travel around the world, we share humanity with each other. Aquinas would refer to this as our one, our oneness. And yet at the same time, there is a many associated about us. We are not exactly the same people. We all have different DNA. We all come from different families, different ethnic backgrounds, different socioeconomic makeups. We are all different individuals, separate and distinct from each other. Even identical twins are not exactly the same. They have different DNA. And so Thomas Aquinas would say that is the many that is associated with us. So, as human beings, we too have a oneness, but also a many associated with one another. Now, apply that back to the Holy Trinity. Yes, there is a oneness in the Holy Trinity, and that's divinity. Just as we share humanity with each other, so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit share godliness. That's the very essence of who they are. And yet, each person is separate and distinct from themselves. The Father is not the Son or the Holy Spirit, nor is the Holy Spirit the Father or the Son. Their roles, as I mentioned before, in salvation history are very distinct and separate and different. The other thing that we have to realize is they're equal in grandeur, power, and majesty. There is no subordination. Many of us think that because the Father is the Father in the name, that somehow he's over, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Son and the Holy Spirit are subordinate to the Father. Well, that's not true. All three persons are equal to each other. Take it a step further. All three persons make up what we call the Trinitarian community of love. We see that love revealed throughout sacred scripture. Jesus is baptized, Jesus' transfiguration, as well as his resurrection. Now, where else do we see or are shown that divine Trinitarian community in our sacraments. That's why the sacraments are so important for us all. And that's why the church emphasizes that we must have a strong sacramental life. Through the sacraments, we participate in that Trinitarian community of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly where God wants us to be. Take, for example, the first sacrament we received, baptism. St. Augustine wrote that at baptism, we are branded with the mark of the Holy Trinity on our soul. And it's an indemnable mark. It's always there. It will never go away for all of eternity. And just like a rancher brands an animal to tell that that animal is his, so we are branded with the Holy Trinity such that the Holy Trinity now claims us as their own. And each succeeding sacrament draws us deeper into participating in that life of the Holy Trinity. Look at reconciliation, confession. Here we find the presence of Christ ready to forgive our sins so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. At Eucharist, at Mass, here Throughout our prayers during Mass, we are constantly praying to the Father through the Son in union with the Holy Spirit. More to it, we have the power of the Holy Spirit descend upon the altar at consecration and change the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Confirmation. There we are sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit and grow stronger in our faith. How about marriage? The union between man and woman best mirrors the union between Christ and his church. Anointing of the sick. Here, the Father is present to forgive our sins, and the Holy Spirit is now called upon to heal us in mind, body, and soul. But it doesn't stop there. We see the Holy Trinity in the most basic elements of our faith. Just think of prayer. Whenever we pray, whether it's before meals or just the beginning of Mass, the first thing that we do, we sign ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes, we are invoking all three persons of the Holy Trinity, but more importantly, we recognize where we are in proximity to God. We are in the very middle, in the middle of that communitarian love of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit that makes up the Holy Trinity. It reminds me of the prayer of St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Therese, she truly believed, heart, mind, and soul, that we exist inside that Trinitarian community of love. And therefore, she was compelled to write a prayer about just that. In her prayer, she says, God above me, God below me, God in front of me, God behind me, God beside me, God inside me. It's a simple prayer, but it's so beautiful. Recognizing where we are in proximity to that Trinitarian community of love. We live and move inside of it. And that's exactly where God wants each and every one of us to be. And so today, our church around the world celebrates the Holy Trinity. Is the Holy Trinity a mystery? Yes, absolutely. Should we be discouraged? No, absolutely not, because every time we pray, every time we celebrate the sacraments, the Holy Trinity is revealed to us, and better yet, we are drawn into that Trinitarian community of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.